This is Lisa Bonos. Welcome to Soloish, a Washington Post podcast about being unmarried but far from alone. Today, we're going to get a little more serious than usual and talk fertility and egg freezing. I'm joined today by a colleague, Ellen McCarthy. Hey, Lisa. Ellen's a features writer at The Post and has a new book out called The Real Thing, Lessons on Love and Life from a Wedding Reporter's Notebook. Ellen, I read your book as soon as I could get my hands on it, (laughs) and I loved it. That's what I like to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you have all these great stories, and there are couples who've been together for decades or just about to walk down the aisle, but what struck me the most was your story that was woven through the book and a lot of that touches on what it was like to be single while interviewing happy couples who are about to walk down the aisle (laughs) and that was the time when you decided to free some eggs right yeah yeah i um so the story is that i went through breakup the day that i got the job to be a weddings reporter which was great timing such a cliche (laughs) just such a terrible chiclet cliche but um yeah, so it was obviously this odd experience to be sort of spending my days and nights immersed in other people's happy relationships. Yeah. And then meanwhile, sort of having dramatic panic attacks at night, Aww. feeling like, you know, here I was 30 and I felt like I needed to find the right guy and yeah. I needed to find him immediately. Right. Because yeah. there was a, this giant clock ticking over my head. And, um, and so for me... It was the one thing that I felt like I could do to sort of hit the release valve mm-hmm. um, and just release some pressure and get some sleep at night. That was under, something that you could do that was under your control versus yes. like. Yes, because what I mean, if I had joined every dating site available yeah, yeah. and I was doing everything I could, you know, to put myself out there. But ultimately, like, you, there's nothing, there's no guarantee. Yeah. Right? But I needed to do something to sort of dial it down a notch. Um because I was worried also that all of this worrying was going to lead me to a bad decision, mm-hmm. meaning that I would sort of take the first comer hmm. and settle yeah, because of that pressure rather than, you know, finding the right relationship and letting it develop in its own time. So, so yeah, I made the decision um, a few months after this breakup that, mm-hmm. um, to freeze my eggs. I, it took a long time. Um, to save up for it. Yeah. It's obviously, you know, a, an expensive procedure. And um, how long did it take? A to year. Save the money? A year. Yeah. I set up, you know, a health savings fund and contributed every month and d- didn't eat out, you know, went to the cheap for happy hour. <laughs> Which, like, there were no wait. vacations. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, and, and even then, frankly, I still had to, you know, rely on help from my family when I, when, when I ultimately did it and then was paying for medications and they were ending up being more expensive than I calculated. I yeah. had to, you know, call my mom. Thankfully, my parents are very pro-grandchild. Yeah. So they were <laughs> more than happy um, to help. But, yeah, it was yeah. definitely an interesting, interesting time. And this was a f- this was several years ago, right? Like, This is now um, four years ago. Okay. All right. Yeah. So the... Technology was still experimental a little bit more at that time. I don't know that the technology was experimental. I mean, I think by that time, it was the technology is largely the same as it is now. But the whole thing had um, it was just sort of much less well known. Yeah. I feel like it was certainly much less talked about. It was, you know, as we've talked about a little bit, you know, um, just something you didn't 
talk about. I didn't hmm. know anybody who had done it. Really, I had read a few, um, you know, essays in yeah. Cosmo or wherever of people who had done it. But even then, the, the, those essays were written anonymously. It was yeah, like, you couldn't like call up a friend no. or a friend of a friend and be like, <laughs> "What was it like to inject these hormones into yourself?" Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It definitely felt like something I was doing like sort of under the dark of night. Aww. You know what I mean? It was like the stigma of online dating had just sort of begun to lift, but the stigma of freezing your eggs was very present. Yeah, and what did that stigma look like? Like what? How did your friends respond? Yeah. Did you tell guys you were dating, what you um, were doing in your spare time? I, I, you know, of course I told all my friends. Yeah. Right? You talk about what's going on in your life. And surprisingly, as supportive as my family was, a lot of my friends were really not behind it. They really? didn't. Not that they were unkind to me at all. They were, yeah. back, But they didn't like the idea of it. And Why? And they certainly weren't encouraging. I don't know. I mean, I think it had a lot to do with, you know, I don't know if they thought that I was sort of playing with fate a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that it it sort of said something about all of us. Like that, that oh I my God, to do are this. we all old? Do we have no time left? Ellen is right. doing this thing. Should right. I be doing this too? It's drastic. It's yeah. dramatic. It's unnecessary. She's being crazy. You know huh. what I mean? Huh. Like a little bit of that. But I also think it di- it did sort of trigger... Oh, crap. <laughs> you know? Um, interestingly, though, my guy friends yeah. were much more supportive really? than my female friends, by and large, I would say. That, now, obviously, there were exceptions to the rule. And when it came down to it and I needed somebody to escort me home mm-hmm. from the extraction, my friends stepped up. And when I needed somebody to give me a giant shot in the butt, it, you know, my girlfriends <laughs> stepped up. Yeah. Um, but um, I mean, that's how you know if someone's really your friend, yeah. right? <laughs> They're gonna right. shoot you up. <laughs> right, right. Telltale test. Um, I don't. I, I wonder if it would be different today. I wonder too, because I've I've talked about you've written about this for the post too, um, in in Outlook, um, and I've talked about it with some of my friends, and I've been like, God, I wish I had the money. I would do this too. Yeah. Um, I just I can't see like making that monetary sacrifice or like spending I mean maybe I'm like I'm 32 I'm almost 33 so like maybe I could save up the money to do it like before I'm 35 right maybe but also like I might want to go on a really great vacation yeah that might be more fun oh it would for <laughs> sure be more fun um, it was not any well, fun no, that, <laughs> I might be more like maybe I'd meet the guy on said vacation yeah. like yeah. I don't I don't know but also I, I don't want to wake up one day like 36 or 37 or have fertility troubles down the road and wish think that I could have done something earlier yeah. to like have a fallback younger eggs to to use um, yeah yeah uh, yeah and honestly I mean uh, listen I'm obviously sort of pro doing this um because because I have had a positive experience with with it although as you know I haven't used that yeah I'm, I'm pregnant with my second kid now and may never use them yeah. but I do I think it helped me it gave me back some sanity and it also surprisingly so I met the guy who became my husband before I had done it while I was still saving up to do it mm-hmm. and um it was such an awkward conversation <laughs> how did that go <laughs> So you're on like what um, so, what what date is this where you drop the egg bomb? Yeah, it, no, we definitely was. We were a couple months in. Okay, um, it, it, the relationship had sort of developed a little bit slowly, but um, we were a couple months in, and 
I think, you know, the question of me being a few years older than him had always sort of been there. But at the time you were like 30, um, When I met him, I was 31. Yeah. yeah and okay. he was 28. Okay. So, you know, um, 28 in guy years though, yeah right? yeah <laughs> so he was like 22 right. uh, he certainly wasn't spending a lot of time thinking about the female reproductive yes. system yes. right <laughs> um but ultimately you know when and i did i told him and he and i was very nervous about yeah. it but i wanted to tell him it yeah um his initial reaction was a little bit of like huh and then very quickly became he was relieved. He was relieved. He was like, do, do you think I should uh, freeze my sperm? I was like, no, no, I don't think that's necessary. <laughs> it's cute. It's a nice gesture, so nice. though. It was so nice. Um, but, yeah, I mean, because the other good thing that it did was sort of let our relationship develop on its own, mm-hmm. um, you know, natural time frame rather yeah. than, like, being sort of pushed, like, oh, okay, like, da-da-da-da, you know, tick-tock. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, and we still, I just, I don't know what we, if, if the eggs will, you know. It's, you haven't it's, used them yet. It's so yeah. expensive. Yeah. And it still, it drives me nuts. It's so expensive. It's like 700 bucks a year now to, oh my goodness. to, store, just them. to store them. And, and every time I'm like, ah, that, I just, the cost of it, there's got to be a better way. And I do sort of wonder if we're being raked over the coals a little bit. Like, what is the actual price of this yeah. storage locker of these microscopic <laughs> things? Can they have roommates? <laughs> right, exactly. What would you say to women who are thinking about doing this, maybe freezing eggs? Yeah, I mean, listen, I would say it's um, obviously a very personal decision. I, all I could tell you is that my experience with it overall has been positive and, mm-hmm. and that I certainly encourage women to consider it and to talk about it and to do whatever they can and we can as a as a group to kind of get rid of the stigma. I mean, gosh, there's such a stigma around women and aging in yeah. general. Like, yeah. uh, you know, and this is our sort of one of the very few things we can do to kind of um, turn that on its head a little bit. Um, you know, I would say don't be scared of it. Mm-hmm. It's ultimately not that big it's a very big deal financially i wish it wasn't i think we should i don't know what get all the grandparents of the world to come together and fund us or something um it is not that big of a deal physically it's uncomfortable it's a couple of rough weeks it feels very odd to be doing this and to be giving yourself these shots um but then it's done Mm. and you can just sort of Relax a little bit more. Literally have it in the bank. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, thanks so much for coming on today to talk oh, about this. So much fun. Yeah. Um, it's been great. For our next segment, uh, I've brought in Dr. Shruti Malik, who's a reproductive endocrinologist at Shady Grove Fertility in Virginia. And Dr. Malik, we just spoke with a colleague of mine who's had eggs frozen in the past but hasn't used them yet. Um, She did the procedure in her early 30s, largely because she was single and hadn't met her life partner yet. Um, From what you're seeing with patients, um, what are the reasons that women are freezing their eggs nowadays? Well, thank you for having me, Lisa. Uh, There are a lot of reasons that women are looking into egg freezing now. Probably one of the biggest reasons is it is more in the mainstream than it ever has been in the past. Mm -hmm. Women are hearing about it from their friends, from their family, as well as their physicians. 
The other thing that has really increased the popularity of egg freezing is that at one point in time, the actual process of egg freezing was considered experimental. Mm -hmm. The overall techniques and advances that have occurred in the field in the past several years have, in the past years, allowed the field of reproductive medicine as well as obstetrics and gynecology to lift that experimental label. And now that it is a process that we can give women a good level of comfort in their future success rates, we are able to really make it something that they can pursue as a legitimate option and something that will give them a very reasonable option of having a child in the future. So aside from just the label being lifted, like mm-hmm. as the probability of the eggs yielding a viable pregnancy, like how has that changed? Right. There are actually was one very large change that occurred. Mm -hmm. Um, The predominant one was in the past we used a technique called slow freezing. Mm -hmm. And this really hurt our ability to have the eggs survive the freezing and thawing process because ice crystals essentially would form within the actual cell. The egg is the biggest cell in the human body. Really? I didn't know that. And uh, so the ice crystals that would form would make it difficult for us to allow that egg to survive the freezing and thawing process. Mm -hmm. We now use a process called vitrification, which is comparable to rapid freezing. And this process allows us to really have good success rates with the freezing and thawing process. That, in addition with advances that we've made in the lab, as well as laboratory techniques and culture media, all of those together have really given us a huge advantage in the field. Okay, so it's better, but like, is there any way to say like, I don't know, how you freeze how many eggs in a cycle of trying, like 10 more than that? On average, we may expect a woman to obtain eight or sorry, anywhere from eight to 10 eggs okay. in a given cycle. Okay. And with some women that can be a slightly higher number, some mm-hmm. women it can be a little bit lower. So in order to freeze the number of eggs a woman may want to hold on to for yeah. the future, she may be able to go through one cycle. Mm-hmm. She may need to do two or three cycles to get to that number. Okay. And can then, this would be, I think, a good time. Could you walk us through like the proce- the whole process? Like, let's say I walked into Shady Grove and I was like, Dr. Malik, I think I might want to freeze some eggs. What would be the next step? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great question. If a woman does decide to pursue egg freezing after that consultation with her physician, she will likely go on approximately two to three weeks of birth control pills. Mm -hmm. After that, she will take approximately anywhere from 10 to 12 days worth of fertility medications to help stimulate the ovary to create as many eggs as possible in that particular cycle. And are those the shots that women are giving themselves or having other people give them? Those those are the fertility okay. shots that they can give themselves. Yeah. Um, or they can have a friend give them yeah. to them. Okay. <laughs> um, they're not as as bad as they seem, I promise. Well, you, you've frozen eggs yourself, correct? I have. Okay. And I, I tell patients that when I tell them about the actual process of giving yourself the injections, mm-hmm. I will admit that when 
the first time that I did it, I held the <laughs> syringe there and I was a little bit apprehensive to and, stick myself the first time. And you're but, a doctor. So. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, no one is exempt from yeah. that little bit of a panic or wondering, yeah. is this going to be that bad? Yeah. Um, and I can only say it because after the first few days, I, I was a pro. I was able to get everything and, you know, give myself the shot within 10, 20 seconds. It was okay. very quick. And okay. So... I tell all my patients that I promise it will not be as bad as you think it's going to be. <laughs> so then after the consultation and the testing in the beginning and mm-hmm. then learning how to shoot yourself with hormones, <laughs> what, what comes next? So after that 10 to 12 days worth of fertility mm-hmm. injections, they we will monitor a patient's response mm-hmm. with a series of ultrasounds and blood work. And so you will come to your physician's office for ultrasound monitoring and lab work initially every three or four days and Mm -hmm. then every two days and maybe every day as we get close to the end of that process. And I think the thing that's really important is the question that I got from some of my friends and my family and even my parents were, if you (laughs) go through this cycle, are you losing eggs? Is this going to hurt your... Yeah, that's a good question. Thank you for... (laughs) If if you do this, are you going to lose all of your eggs? Yeah. Are you going to be able to give us grandchildren later on if you (laughs) don't do this? And the answer to that is is resoundingly no. Okay. Whenever women go through either IVF Mm -hmm. or the process of egg freezing, Mm -hmm. we are using that existing pool of eggs that they have in that particular cycle. And so while in a normal cycle without any type of medication, they would release one egg, Yeah, the others would end up essentially getting resorbed by the body okay. and would not be used. So they're gone forever. Okay. Um, so these well, are the following. They're not gone forever because you're using, you're freezing them. If you okay. freeze them, yes. Okay. So, so when you are harvesting these extra eggs um, in, in doing this procedure, are, are those eggs coming from the bank of the number that this woman will have for the rest of her lifetime? Um, so you're not, like, creating extra. We are or- not creating extra eggs, yeah. and that's a very good point, is we are not creating extra eggs. Women yeah. are born with a certain number of eggs and will not continue to make new eggs. And yeah. while that's a terrifying fact, um, <laughs> it, it is the reality of the situation, but women will continue to release an egg Mm -hmm. until close to menopause. Mm -hmm. Um, And so while that number of eggs that women have is a finite number, the number of eggs available for a good pregnancy starts to go down more rapidly as women come into their mid-30s, late-30s, 40s, and so forth. And that number drops more precipitously as we near that age. Okay. So then... As we're talking while we're talking about age, what is the ideal age to be doing this if women are considering it? Um, we generally recommend that women in their early to mid thirties mm-hmm. uh, are going to be that ideal population to consider freezing their eggs. Um, do you ever have patients where you know if they're coming to you at thirty nine? You're just like, well, maybe it's too late. Uh, we do have patients that come to us at thirty nine, yeah, um, and we have patients that come to us that are younger than 30. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what I would encourage those patients to do is really get that initial testing done. Uh, and 
have a physician consultation to really discuss their options. They may not be in that ideal range, but yeah. they're it by no means means that they can't look into the process. It might still be worth it. Exactly. Um, you know, there's a lot of people are talking about egg freezing right now, and I think there's probably not as many. Not everybody gets to sit down with a fertility specialist. <laughs> um, so if there's one thing, sort of like one piece of misinformation that you feel like is out there about this procedure, um, what what is that and how what would you say to dispel any myths that are out there? Um, I think the predominant myths are one, what we touched on before, mm-hmm. in that going through the process of egg freezing, there's no evidence that that hampers future fertility. Okay. Doesn't so hamper future fertility. That's a huge point. The other thing that I feel like is very important to convey is that just because someone may be a certain age and mm-hmm. in excellent health and they have a a vegan diet and they exercise five days a week and their mother had five children and their brothers and sisters had no problems and you know everyone was fine that that doesn't necessarily mean that their fertility is safeguarded Mm -hmm. and really the best example I can give you is this is when one of my best friends pushed us all to, to really get our ovarian reserve tested. Really? There were three of us that all said together, okay, fine, we're going to do it. And, and, and were I you admit, all doctors? We were all doctors. Yeah. And we were all nervous about it because... Because you know... It, you worry that, what if my results don't come back that great? And yeah. that's something that's very difficult to even face the possibility. And so, but I am so happy that we all decided to go ahead with getting those tests done. Mm-hmm. Um, all three of us went forward and opted to freeze our eggs. Mm -hmm. However, one of my good friends, she has had the best lifestyle and is the same age as all of us. And And you were how old when you guys were doing this? um, I was 31. Mm -hmm. And um, she was the same age as me. Mm -hmm. And again, her mother had several children. Her sisters had multiple children, no problems. Her ovarian reserve was a lot lower than you would expect. Really? And it was scary. Yeah. But she, because she had it checked, yeah. she was able to go through a couple cycles and freeze eggs. Yeah. Whereas if she had, she was even, she was in a relationship at that yeah. point in time. If she had waited until they had moved on mm-hmm. to get married and mm-hmm. have children, perhaps in two or three years, that may not have been a possibility for her. So what I tell all of my friends and family and anyone that is listening, if you have any questions or you have even wondered in the slightest if this is something you may want to pursue, at least take the step to call, get your initial testing done, and meet with a physician Mm -hmm. to discuss your options. Mm -hmm. It's a possibility. They may say, your reserve is phenomenal. Don't worry about it. You don't need to worry about it. We can reassess things in a couple years. The other benefit, however, is if a woman isn't really sure, Mm -hmm. she isn't really sure she wants to freeze. She isn't really sure she wants to freeze um, or is thinking about waiting. The only thing I would caution them about waiting for a prolonged period of time is their overall egg quality and their success rates and the likelihood of getting a good number of eggs mm-hmm. in fewer cycles mm-hmm. is going to be better at a younger age. Okay. So, You're stressing me out because I don't have the money saved to do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, on the, the money side of things, too, though, there are a lot of different financial programs that we have at Shady Grove that allow 
patients to make this a very reasonable endeavor mm-hmm. because we want patients to have the opportunity. Yeah. We don't want it to be prohibitive. Yeah. And so there are certain programs that allow them to go through one cycle at a time, and there are other programs that will allow them to pay one price for a certain number of cycles just to have that reassurance in the back of their mind that they yeah. will have enough eggs to move yeah. forward. All right. Well, thanks so much and for coming on and demystifying this a little bit for <laughs> us. All right. So we're walking into the studio to, to record this and... Um, a male colleague of mine happened to be sitting in because he's waiting Hello. To, to go on something else. Hi, Clinton. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm okay. Uh, so Clinton Yates uh, was here for most of this conversation on egg freezing. And then at the end, uh, we were kind of wondering what would happen if someone, if a woman was freezing her eggs and she's going through all these hormone injections and it's kind of like a difficult decision. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of time. Um, would she talk about this on a first date? And so, or second or third? Yeah. How would you respond, Clinton, if a, a woman in early dating stage said like, hey, you know, just so you know, this is what's going on in my life. I, I mean, I'd probably have as many questions for her as you did for the doctor. I mean, just because I think it, in a society point now, it's still something that is behind closed doors, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't... There's, I think there's a lot of people who probably consider it in some realm of the playing God kind of thing because people aren't necessarily as progressive as they should be about the choices women make on their own bodies, you know? So I think there'd be a lot of people probably on both sides of the, or either any side, if you will, of the sort of gender equation who would be worried about that. But I don't know. I mean, that's an honest comment. If somebody says something like that to you, I I don't think there's any way to really judge it outside of, thank you for telling me because, (laughs) I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, because it's, it's, it's obviously a very personal thing, you know? So I would presume that that person trusted the person they were telling a lot to be able to reveal such a thing. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, you, the reason I I wonder about it and I've asked my my friends who are mm-hmm. older, older than me who have frozen eggs because I feel like, I mean, I'm I'm 32. Um I don't think about my fertility all that much. I have been on dates with guys who have mentioned that they've dated older women and that they feel the pressure about like I need to not screw around if this woman wants to have kids and like um that. So to speak. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I don't know whether you say up front, like, hey, don't worry. I'm not a baby crazy 36-year-old. I have some eggs in the bank. Like, how? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I... I, I Perhaps not saying baby guess, crazy would yeah. be... <laughs> I guess I hadn't really thought of it that way because, I mean, because I, you... Free, I, I would think that a person who chose... A woman who chose to fr- freeze their eggs was simply someone who was smart. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't take anything from it more than that because ultimately it's not, I mean, I don't I don't know if, if I'm understanding this correctly, but it's not like once you get your eggs frozen, that's the only choice you have? Or am I wrong no. in that? No, and, you're right. It's yeah. not. And um, this is Dr. Malik. She's still here. Hi. <laughs> um, so, yes, it's, it's like an insurance policy mm-hmm. more than anything. I... I would still plan on trying to yeah. have kids the old-fashioned way, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, but if it, that becomes something that is more difficult, yeah. then then yeah, I have them there for later. Or the other thing is, 
I might be able to use them for, for a second or a third child. Maybe I can yeah, have no. the first, you know, without a problem, but maybe I might be a little bit older by the time I have that second or third child. And so I could use them then. Yeah. How old are the And then women? my second and third child will actually be younger than my first child. Whoa. Or older, older than my first yeah, child. They want like weird. extra birthday parties. That's super <laughs> weird. Do you know that your little brother's actually five years older wow. than you? He was conceived. No. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's, a, that's a fun party trick. Yeah. And would probably confuse them when they probably told their colleagues at school. Right. Um, I, and I, I guess my thing is I wouldn't – to me, that's – those kind of conversations – are nowhere close to the first, second, or third date range. I mean, that's and not because it's inappropriate or because it's just it's like private health history. I wouldn't ask you like about your like whether you had diabetes or like what exactly (laughs) your risk of heart disease. But I think people do make assumptions based on other people's ages when you're um, when you're dating and trying to assess. You know, is there a future here for us? Right. Um, and that, I don't know, maybe being upfront about this stuff early on could quell, calm some of that stuff. Yeah, see, I feel like I've wondered that too. And while well, I agree, I would not bring it up on a first or a second or potentially even a third date. And I'm not sure exactly what the right point, yeah. <laughs> what the right time in a relationship yeah. is to say, hey, by the way, <laughs> I froze my eggs. So, you know, we don't need to get married in the next six months and start having kids right away. But I, I always wonder, If more men think, wow, this is a really smart woman who has a backup plan and we can, you know, get married and we can take that first year to relax and then try to have kids afterwards. Or, oh, my gosh, this is someone who (laughs) is already planning the next five years of my life and we haven't even been on three dates. Five dates. dates. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, but anybody who's worried about that is an idiot. I I guess I just wonder. (laughs) I just wonder. Honestly, like at what point, I, I, when you were talking about this the whole time in the previous segment, I was thinking to myself that this was something that maybe women would do with their partners if mm-hmm. that were such the case. And I guess I just wonder yeah, how many do, times right? mm-hmm. you've seen that in your experience, whether, I mean, because in my mind, I'm sort of thinking, oh, some, you know, I don't know, desperate spinster is wandering into a doctor's office. But that that seems to be unfair to what the overall purpose is here. I mean, the idea is that you're trying to do is something safe and healthy for the sake of mm-hmm. your next generation. And I would think that if, if, if somebody I was with was like, I'm thinking of doing this, I wouldn't be like, all right, see you later. You know what I mean? Get an Uber. I mean, I would go with them. I mean, I'm serious. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that would Uber. seem to be a an, necessary... An <laughs> That would seem to be a necessary part of the, the sort of the trust factors that maybe somebody goes with you who yeah. you're planning on doing this with. You're just not ready just yet. Yeah. Have you seen that? Oh, right. interesting. I mean, I, I wouldn't personally consider myself a spinster. No, um, me not neither. at all. <laughs> I, my bad. I, I was referring to what the stigmas around okay. the process yeah. sort of involve. And I yeah. think that's actually an interesting point because when I have people come up and say, wait, you've frozen your eggs, but you're, you're young and you're successful and uh, you don't appear to be a spinster. You appear to be <laughs> someone bad. who may I have options. I, I, yeah. I, no, no, I'm not taking it personally. Don't worry. Um, but you, you seem like you're someone who would have options. Um, but I just wasn't ready for it at that point in time. Um, but I think it's really important that women know that a lot of the patients that are coming in are just young women who are trying to be prepared. They are definitely not women who couldn't go out and get married if they were ready to at this point in time and have children if they wanted to. They would have the option. Um, so it's definitely not a last-ditch effort right. by any means. 
Um, I think that's what um, struck me by Ellen's story a little bit because I was like, oh, this is a colleague of mine who's not that much older than me mm-hmm. with similar groups of friends. It's totally desirable. I can't believe that she was stressed out about finding a partner and then did this. But I was like, well, if she's thinking about it, maybe, <laughs> right. What am I doing I with should, myself? Yeah. yeah. Right. No, we've had some um, patients that have come in and they are in a long-term relationship. Um, or they're engaged and they have inquired about that possibility. And there are options to freeze eggs versus freezing embryos. So after Hmm. they have, we've collected eggs and we can fertilize those eggs with their partner's sperm and then freeze embryos. And this is really what we used to do before because in all honesty, we weren't as good at freezing eggs as we are now. So now it's a much more realistic possibility. So I tell women... If you are really, really, really sure that this is who you want to have children with in the future, then sure, go ahead and consider that. Otherwise, you may want to freeze eggs. I've had some women who freeze, take their eggs, they fertilize half of them and freeze half as embryos and freeze the remainder as eggs. So they have embryos with that partner. But if something happens, they have some eggs. Sophia on their Vergara, own. Like, Sophia, exactly. Right? Like, and she's in this fight right now with correct. her ex-fiance. And if Yo, the technology had crazy. been, you know, <laughs> at that level, and she had frozen her eggs at that point in time, maybe, maybe it wouldn't be what it is now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks. All I learned of us. a lot. Yeah. Thanks. I'm here for that. We can keep the conversation going on Twitter, as always. Uh, if you're thinking about freezing some eggs or want to tell me about your experience doing it, you can uh, tweet your comments to at Lisa Bonos, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.